You're listening to The Bridge Loud in Chicago on QRock 100.7 FM and online worldwide via thebridgechicago.com. Hey, this is Jed Brewer. Here's tonight's question. I need to get sober. Somebody told me to read the Bible. How would that help? Let's get into it. founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Let's do this. Also joined by the producer of the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. Enjoying a Dr. Pepper. A 
doctor, honey. Mm. We are going to answer a question that came to the Ridgeline at gmail.com, where you're welcome to write in your own questions. This week's question says, I need to get sober. Somebody told me to read the Bible. How would that help? And Glenn, I think, you know, we, we are Christian. That's our thing. That's what we do. That's what we do professionally. So it's easy for us to look at this and say, yeah, there's helpful stuff in the Bible. But if you've never heard that before and you're not, you're kind of new to that concept, I think we can sympathize with why that might sound really weird. For sure, and and I think it's really incomplete as well. There, there, it needs to be a little more deeper than that. A little fleshed out. Yeah, we all know that guy. You know, he starts uh, taking vitamins from what's it, GNC? Is that sure, yeah, he got a GNC. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking omega oil fish pills, whatever it is, and you're like. Uh, yeah, but you know, how would that help me find a job? You know, just take the pills, take, man. You'll take, love it. Yeah, you know, so that sometimes it's helped another person and it's been really good for them. But they're not sort of making that specific to my situation and how that might benefit me. And that's sort of the critical part there. So they can be right in the broad strokes, but not really applying that very well. And I think it's worth starting there and recognize that it needs to happen. I think it definitely does. And Jed, I think we can also fully acknowledge that that kind of fervor can definitely come from people who are uh, doing the religion thing. Yeah. Of, you know, well, you know what I do is I'd pray. And that's, that's, we would agree with that advice. That's always good. But we're not really moving towards an objective here. Sure. I have a specific problem. So if you're someone with a specific problem, in this case, like an addiction, but really we could use a stand in event and want to make any big life change. Is there a useful case for the Bible? There, There is, but again, I think that we need to acknowledge it makes sense that you'd feel a little bit weird about this. As Glenn points out, we, we, we I think there's at least three categories of people who are well-intentioned, generally speaking, that are kind of trying to shoehorn in their own thing. There's your aunt who sells essential oils, and she, man, she's got an oil for sobriety. Right. So she's going to go get it right now, and she's going to sell you a 10-pack, and you're going to be good to go. Right. You've got your buddy who's got some kind of hobby, you know, he's, you know, he, he started jogging. He thinks that's the answer to everything. So if you got a toothache, go for a jog. That'll cure, which that's not how that works. Right. And then the third is there are, and many of them are well-intentioned. You do have a lot of religious people where, um, their answer to basically everything is do something religious. You know, uh, you know, when in doubt, pray, read your Bible, go to church. And the thing is, those are good things. We All actually right. would agree that those are, are good things. And, you know, in, in general, yeah, th- those are good things to do. But, Matt, like you point out, uh, people are often very incomplete in linking how that would benefit a specific problem in your life. So I think we owe it to you to really dig in and ask the question, is this kind of a round peg square hole situation where someone's kind of trying to fit in something that doesn't quite belong there? Or if you need to get sober and that's a hard thing for you, there's actually something in the Bible that would be that would help. And if so, what is it? That is the critical question. It's one we'll answer when we come back right here on The Bridge Wild. Yes, Jesus loves me.
We're back to you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King. Once again, I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Protein powder is real, though. That's 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 the good stuff there. Now, it's got me bloated up like a toad, but you should get into that because that's the good stuff. I know. It's a bit we have number while. Bloated Toad, not a bad band name. Not bad at all. there once, I go ahead and take it. Also joining us, producer of the show, Jed Brewer. If I'm already bloated like a toad, is there a form of protein powder that will help with that? <laughs> no. Oh. That will only make it worse, specifically. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bit of a letdown. Double bloat. That's, ah. not, that's not what you want. We're going to answer a question that came in into thebridgeloud at gmail.com. It doesn't have anything to do with bloating. We came up with that all ourselves. This week's <laughs> question says, I need to get sober, but somebody told me to read the Bible. How would that help? And Glenn, we ended that last segment with Jed, I think, giving us a very good idea that we need to work through those uh, ideas that this could just be somebody cramming their own weird thing into that. And the three of us would certainly tell you that uh, there's definitely stuff in the Bible that can help someone trying to make a big life change like getting sober. And we know that because we've seen that happen, right? For sure. I, I think part of this is recognizing that people who have really overcome struggles in their life they can give you a nuanced strategy to that. It's not just, hey, bro, you know. Do it. Do it. Bro. You know, you got to just run, bro. That's it, it is always more complicated than that. And part of what they're giving you is I tried this and it didn't quite work. I tried this other thing and it didn't quite work. But I figured out how to put, take elements of both of those things and put it together. You know, you, this is the sound of someone who's succeeded. Uh, but I think... Sometimes what's presented to us is uh, almost more superstitious. You know, like if you keep your Bible in your back pocket, you won't get uh, some kind of, a, you know, you won't get diabetes. Or oh, wow. That's, that's not how that works. So we could get an almost superstitious kind of thing going as opposed to specifically how does this help me and benefit my life. I think it's a really great point. And, Jed, how, how might we use that idea of, a strategy as kind of a a divining line on whether this is good advice or someone just trying to cram a weird thing in here? That's a great question. You know, if you talk to people that have worked to get and to remain sober, I think in general they would tell you that you really need two things for that journey. You do need a strategy. You need a set of steps that you're going to follow, that you're going to work. But you also need a source of strength to uh, to follow those steps, to, to work that strategy. This shouldn't be about you just gritting your teeth and trying really hard. If you can dig it, the Bible is, in a big picture sense, it's about what you do and how you do it in order to have a changed, transformed life. That that really is, in many ways, what the Bible is about. That's kind of the point of it. But Glenn's pointing out, rightly so, superstition. If you just open up the Bible in the middle and start reading it, you don't wake up sober the next day. Um, we, we need to dig in and figure out what does it say about an actual strategy that we can follow here? And what does it say about a source of strength that we can tap into for following that strategy? That That's when we're going to start to get the benefits. So we really need to look at what are those strategic ideas that it's offering. I think that is a very important question to look at. It's one that we do have good answers for. And we'll get that when we come back right here on The Bridge Cloud.
Bridge Loud. We're back to you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King, and I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. I'm not sure I even should be using all this electronic equipment because I'm going totally paleo. Whoa. That's the key to everything. Yeah. Is that why you're wearing that buckskin? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> well, that explains it. Also joining us, producer of the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. I, I'm just confused at this point. But you know what? If it's working for you, buddy, I think it's great. <laughs> That's the solution. You just got to do that. We are going to answer a question that came to the Ridgeloud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I need to get sober. Somebody told me to read the Bible. How would that help? And when we close that last segment out with uh, looking at the idea of we do believe and we tell people all the time there's benefit in the Bible for someone who's going through the journey making that big life change, any big life change, but sobriety certainly being one. So how do we look for the things that are those beneficial strategies that are in there? Because the Bible is not going to say, hey, you, go do this. It is yeah. a little more broad. But how do we start applying that to our situation? I think that has to do with the people that are around you. And if you are around people that are on the same journey that you're on, if you're trying to do sobriety, if you're uh, with other people who are dealing with recovering from addiction, they're going to understand a lot about what you're going through, have sympathy for that and patience for that. They're also going to be able to tell you uh, stuff that will allow you to move forward, like we're talking about here. And you know, uh, you know, you could say well, the, the Bible's like an instruction manual, and, and it is, but it's someone explaining that to you and breaking it down to you, and also someone who can look at your situation and say, "You think you may be doing this part well and correctly and good." But there's a piece to that that's kind of missing or it's sort of pointed off in this funny direction. So we need to make some tweaks and some adjustments that will allow you to do this much better. So that having, having that kind of uh, uh, detail really comes out of conversation and interaction and supportive environments as opposed to just sitting and reading the book. That's a great point. It's actually a way where we can look at something that's in the Bible that is a good idea and expand that out into something that's actually going to be very functional on the journey we're on because the Bible says things about what the word we would use is fellowships mm -hmm. and don't give up meeting together, things like that. And Jed, how do we maybe start with something like that we might read in the, the time we're reading the Bible and then apply that to our journey we're on? That's a great question. So you would, if you if you read the Bible long enough, you would get to a point where it tells you it's really important to have fellowship. It does. It says that. It also says elsewhere that it's important to do the things in this book and not just read them. So you say, all right, well, I'm going to put those two together and I'm going to figure out how to do this fellowship thing. Just like Glenn said, I'm going to get together and spend time with other people that are on the same journey that I'm on. Now you wonder... How do I do that? Well, it turns out that's exactly what AA is. That's exactly what NA is. That's exactly what Celebrate Recovery is. This is a time and an opportunity to get together with people that are on that same journey of recovery, that same journey of transformation that you're on, and uh, uh, encourage each other and cheer each other on and, and get insights from one another, just like Glenn is talking about, and be so much stronger for it. Absolutely right. If you uh, live in an area where you don't know what that might look like for you, how to find those meetings, uh, you can send us an email, thebridgeloud at gmail.com. Go ahead and write us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We'd love to help you find that fellowship for yourself. We'll be right back right here on The Bridge Loud.
This is Glenn from the Bridge Loud. Maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking, none of this good news applies to me because I've made mistakes and I've got a record. Well, you know what? No problem. We work every day with people who have been and sometimes still are behind bars. We know how to work with that and we ain't scared. Email us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com. That's thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We know you have struggles. We believe in you, and we want to help. We're back here on the Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King. Once again, I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Let's do this. Also joined by the producer of the show, Jed Brewer. Still loving my Dr. Pepper. Wow. Unofficial sponsor of the Bridge Loud. We keep trying and hoping they'll just get confused and send us a check. Hasn't happened yet. We would also settle for free Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) We are teenagers with a question that came to bridgeloud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I need to get sober. Somebody told me to read the Bible. How would that help? You might say that the Dr. Pepper is a secret that we use from the Bridge Loud. Maybe it's a version of the secret sauce. The secret sauce. So Glenn, as we as we mentioned in the opening, we've been doing this work a long time, and you, a very, a very long time, of working with people who make these big life changes. Some that's sobriety, some that's getting out of a life of crime, where they mm-hmm. don't be in jail anymore. But the, you have seen a lot of people over the years use the Bible to do that. Yeah. How has that happened effectively? Well, I don't think you move really, because uh, we're talking a lot of sophisticated, next level, you know, uh, advanced things here. But I don't think you move off of square one and get to any of the stuff we're talking about here today until you embrace God loves you. Yeah. He doesn't love people in general. I don't know if he can love people in general. He loves you specifically. If you believe that, if you understand that, then it's not about a performance thing and getting everything, doing everything right. It's not about uh, showing off and impressing. If somebody loves you, they just love you. They're, They're already impressed with you just because of who you are and what you are. We care about you just the way you are, where you are right now. And we care about you because God cares about you. He puts that on our heart. We feel that when we're doing this show. Wherever you are, if you want to accomplish a big transformation like getting clean and sober, uh, like, you know, really any kind of big lifestyle change, it starts with recognizing God loves me. I am loved. I am valued as I am. And everything else is going to build on that. I think it's a really, really great point. It does inform everything we're, we're talking about here today because we believe there are instances of wisdom and motivation and all those things for you in the Bible. But you do have to start with that foundation that this is about love, this is not about things you have to do, this is not about a magic formula. So, for example, you can take, I can tell you how that might work. Take one of my favorite stories in the Bible, you find in Mark chapter 5, of Jesus healing a dead girl and a woman who's been bleeding for a long time. So it's an amazing story, it's very powerful, it's very emotional. But if you look at it through that lens of, I need to do things, and I know God loves me, and Jesus loves me the way he loves these people he helps in the story, you might look at that and say, this girl was, like, dead, like, all the way dead. So whatever my problem is, it's not that far advanced. Now, this woman had this huge problem where she'd been bleeding and she could find no problem. That's an embarrassing problem to talk about. So my problem may feel a little messy and squicky. Jesus helped her because he loved her. He loves me too. It's not too squicky for Jesus. It's not too messy to talk about with other people in these fellowship situations. When you realize that this book is about love, and it's, as Glenn very importantly points out, it's about God's love for you, not a general love. You can really take a lot of cool lessons from that for yourself, and we'll see you next week right here on The Bridge Cloud. 
All right, that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on The Bridge Loud. And let us know, are you ready to join the Bridge Loud tribe? We know you've got talents. Maybe you can scream or play the guitar or make a super cool graphic. Love it. Reach out to us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com and tell us what you do. We want your talents and gifts as a part of the Bridge Loud, so don't be shy. Let us know, thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Miles to run.